Daily Double Dungeon Radio Show. Double Dungeon Radio Show. Go on, Mookie. It's Double Dungeon. Don't you hiss at me. Get out of here. It's Double Dungeon for Thursday, March 26, 2020. I'm Rafi. You are Adi. Hi. We are each other. We're clones of each other. That's not really true. Oh. Adi, I got a phrase of the day. Phrase of the day. Okay. Hey, I'm quarantined. But it's hey, H-A-Y. Hey, (laughs) I'm quarantined. It's the phrase of the day. That's the phrase of the day. That's what we got. Why is that the phrase of the day? Oh, do you want, you want me to explain? You explain. I, okay. I, I got an email um, from this company, Hay Straws, which uh, sells um, alternative straws, which means they're not plastic. They're made of hay. And for some reason, Hay Straws thought their marketing move was to invite people on their list. Um, I'm on their list because I work at a bar. And... Um, they thought that maybe staffers on their list would be interested in going to virtual happy hour with hay straws. And the hashtag was, hey, I'm quarantined. Are you interested? I don't, I don't really understand why I would be, because I'd be going to some virtual room with, I'm guessing, just like one or two employees of hay straws. I don't know them, and I don't, I don't, I don't they gonna see. Be drinking? They're going to be drinking out of hay straws, too. Oh, maybe. Okay, I mean, I would like to see if that's the case, but um, that was unclear if that would be happening or not. If I, if I give you a plastic straw while you're in the meeting, would you use it? Absolutely not. I would be too embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, hey. I missed it. I got the email too late. Oh, you missed it. Oh, yeah, it, already ha- it, it, it was. It's poor planning, like uh, takeout day. Oh yeah, yeah. They sent it today, and I, I didn't look at that email since um, you know my I, my work is not open and. And nothing's happening, and I don't need to respond to things for that particular account. I hadn't looked at my phone for like six hours just now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at other stuff. It's just that that bar specific one. There's no reason for me to. So yeah. I totally, I totally missed it. Even though they did send it the same day, it's they, great. Sh- they should have sent it earlier. Not getting any work emails. I'm not responsible for actually looking at anything. So it's great. That has to be refreshing. Yeah, it's wonderful. Adi. Yeah. We're all gonna die. <laughs> She doesn't usually watch us while we're recording, but she's like, like right here. I like seeing her with that particular song in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adi, let's do our store update. Okay. So today you accompanied me to Met Food, which is the oh, right. grocery store we don't usually go to. We were trying to find guava paste, which we're going to yeah. get to later. Um, they did not have guava paste at Met Food. But no. we got there and it was like crowded, number one. Well, it's bad because the aisles are super narrow. And nobody was respecting any kind of social no, distancing. No, no one cares. And they, then they were restocking, but they were restocking in a way that they were basically like blocking off the entire aisle while restocking. Or most of it. So you're for, if you really need to find something in that aisle, like you're we had forced to go, to go right yeah, next to someone. Go to the next on, aisle on top and then all the way around. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, was, it was a pain in the butt. It's not a good place to go if you're trying to social distance. And then I went to Key Food, our old reliable favorite <laughs> grocery store. 
and they Bigger of course aisles. they of course had guava paste they had you know the classic <laughs> i'm looking at it now the big round can um worked out perfectly um they still and this is getting worrisome no toilet paper whatsoever oh, i saw really? a guy i saw a guy with three or four rolls in his cart and i'm wondering if that was like I think they were covered in paper, you know, I'm wondering if they broke up something and were handing it out, but there was zero toilet paper when I went to oh, go wow. just look, we are down to, um, 17 rolls. Like I said, so I wonder we're doing good rationing this, this doing, a, <laughs> doing half a sheet per bathroom visit is working out perfectly. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if you have to like give him a code word and they'll... <clears throat> Oh yeah. yeah. It's like a toilet paper speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah. You go into the back and negotiate for mm-hmm. toilet paper. They're price gouging probably like the. You know, maybe. Maybe. It's like 30 bucks a roll. Oh my but gosh. if you need it, you need it. Uh, we got a call. A uh, Another grocery store update. Okay. I'm, I'm getting this. I have the wrong thing up. Um, it is from Andrea, and it is about... Oh. We spoke last week about, it's a gourmet An affair. affair. Yeah, it's called Gourmet Affair. It's, it's a, a gourmet, gourmet affair. affair. Well, she called about that store. Okay. Double Dungeon. Um, this is Andrea with kind of a grocery store report. Um, we were just walking Carl um, in the north of Greenpoint, and we walked past what was formerly known as Gourmet Affair, and they were changing the sign to Lincoln Market. So um, you can't sing, it's a gourmet affair, and tonight sing like, it's the Lincoln Market. Uh, also, we stopped at the Greenpoint Brewery because they were selling cans, and they had new other half cans in. I know you don't like them, but uh, I do. That's it. Oh, bye. I, w- I walked by and confirmed that they hadn't, in fact, changed the name to Lincoln Market, which is a terrible name for a grocery store. Because Weird. There's no Lincoln Street or Lincoln. There's nothing Lincoln related up there. No. I wonder I wonder what happened. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I did go to uh, Greenpoint Brewery and I got you your $10 small t-shirt. Thank you very much. It's I love very it. It's very cute, I think. Um, also, $10 for a t-shirt. I was like, that's pretty fair it's price yeah usually usually they charge way too much you charge like 20 to 25 bucks for a t-shirt i don't understand that it's free advertising come on people yeah anyway that's that's the uh andrea's greenpoint store report Daily Double. uh so the u.s now leads the entire world in confirmed cases of coronavirus do we really Confirmed cases of coronavirus. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. The U.S. now leads the world in confirmed cases of coronavirus. And yes, that's accurate. Wow. Confirmed cases. Right. Because, as we all know, China was just not telling anybody the correct numbers. So, oh, as we yeah, all know, yeah. um, apparently they were, I just read today, they were, if you had coronavirus, they would not only not te- test you to see if you had if you had coronavirus symptoms, they wouldn't test you. And they immediately sent you back home to die. So, yeah, that's why we're leading the world, is that we're actually trying to help people at least. Hmm. Yeah. We got the new unemployment report today. Okay. Last week was the largest unemployment surge in all of history, even since cavemen. (laughs) Uh, The previous high, I'll have you know, was 6.25. Oh, sorry. 625,000 applicants, and that was during the last recession. Okay. And last week, we had 3.3 million 
people asking to get on unemployment. Oh, that's that's so it was like difference. Five, five times higher. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, the graph I saw the graph. It was like this most of the time. You could see the recessions where it kind of spiked a little bit, and then it's literally just a straight line, five times taller than the rest of the graph that goes straight up. Yeah, and that's last week's unemployment. I am not on that that part of the chart. I will be on next week, which hopefully we can set a new record next week. <laughs> what? Because a website was finally working. So yeah. We'll see. We'll um, see what happens. Yeah. Unemployment. Get on it. Contagious. Uh, New York City announced that uh, they are expecting morgues to reach capacity next week. Oh, no. So they will be completely full. Um, That's terrifying. In order to help in this situation, if I should happen to pass in the next couple of weeks. Don't say that. Please uh, just toss me out in the garbage or put me in the Staten Island landfill. Get me an Uber to Staten Island (laughs) and just toss me in the landfill. I don't don't know if that's allowed. I don't don't know why in a time of crisis I can't get my one wish. Anyway, that's what what I want. Right in the dumpster. I'm not going to throw you in the dumpster. Right in the dumpster. It's not going to happen. Well, that's what you say. Uh, a woman was uh, got in trouble for coughing all over an entire st- store. Rude. And in a an abundance of caution, the store decided to toss out all of the fresh vegetables and meat that she had been coughing all over. It was an obvious prank, apparently, but they said that just in case they are going to be disposing of $35,000 worth of inventory. It's not a funny prank. That's not funny. What I was saying is, why don't they just donate it all to a soup kitchen? Say some lady coughed on this stuff. It's probably fine, but you need to cook it to kill whatever. Just make a big pot of soup. I don't know. There you go. Done. I don't know. Yeah. Makes I, sense I to wouldn't me. know. I wouldn't know either. But okay. <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. Hey, we can donate it to us. I'll get an even bigger pot and we'll make a giant hobo stew. I'll just keep enormous. going. It'll wow, with that many vegetables. Forever. Who knows? Probably be, probably be delicious. So the Wall Street Journal had a an opinion piece three days ago that I have been trying to get past their stupid paywall for three days to get this article. <laughs> really? Because there was a quote that I saw somebody screen grab and I really wanted to get it. Yeah. So I finally found somebody reposted it on a different website in plain text so I could actually copy and paste it. So I'm going to be reading you uh, the Wall Street Journal's opinion piece from three, day, three days ago. Okay. About Now this is on direct cash payments to Americans and why they are bad. Got it. Policymakers must resist the urge to extend these payments beyond the crisis, however, because most of the time Americans need to work more, not less. In 1967, less than 5% of prime-age men weren't in the labor force. For most of the past decade, that figure has exceeded 15%. By almost every measure, joblessness creates far more misery than low-wage work. Work creates a sense of purpose and social connection. Happiness comes from doing, not having. That sounds exactly like somebody who writes for Wall Street Journal. Somebody would say that. Happiness comes from doing, not having. Uh, America should never accept the dystopian vision of a vast army of unemployed workers sustained by the government handouts that are labeled basic income. There's a second paragraph. Okay. The major downside of cash transfer programs. So this is the stimulus they're talking about. The direct $1,200. Hopefully it ends up being, but we'll see. Um, 
The major downside of cash transfer programs is that the f that free money means there is less need to put up with an unpleasant boss. I'm going to read that again. The major downside of cash transfer programs is that free money means there is less need to put up with an unpleasant boss. Oh, wait. What? Downside? The downside. Okay. That's of the giving people free money. Yeah. Is that there's less need to put up okay. with an unpleasant boss. The negative income tax experiments of the 70s, which are a model for unconditional cash transfers today, are estimated to have reduced hours worked by one to five weeks per year among transfer re recipients. But while we are in the maw of this plague, people should be discouraged from going to work outside of the home anyway, so the downsides of cash transfer are minimal. So I just want to I just want to reiterate. Yeah. That the downside of free money is that people are le have less need to put up with an unpleasant boss. <laughs> Couldn't make it clearer. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, author. Good good job, Wall Street Journal, on being jerks. You're Oh, man. Uh, speaking of the unemployment stimulus, okay. though, uh, Lindsey Graham was coming out. He There was a whole speech. I tried to find a clip, but it, it really wasn't worth it. It was just him ranting about how um, if people are getting direct money from the government for being unemployed, um, they are not going to be going out and looking for work. Um, they would rather quit their jobs so that they can get unemployment. Because right now they're, they're trying to do a matching thing where... Uh, you will actually be getting more than the general allotment for unemployment because everybody's out of work and it's not yeah. our fault and that kind of thing. Um, so he said people are going to quit their jobs to go get unemployment. And I was just listening on NPR. I went to go look for it and I, again, decided it wasn't worth it. But the guy was saying, this shows that Lindsey Graham has a fundamental misunderstanding of what unemployment insurance is because mm -hmm. you can't quit your job to get on unemployment. That's not how it works. Yeah. So sounds good. Good talking point, except yeah. it's not accurate. At all. At all. Daily Double. Um, Maduro in Venezuela is being prosecuted, starting today, in U.S. US court for attempting to traffic cocaine into the U.S. I don't know if you read about this. No. Or know about what's going on in Venezuela. But in no. Venezuela, the U.S. has been pushing for the past almost year now to overthrow Maduro. We want their oil. We want their oil. That's what that's what this whole thing is about. And there are groups within Venezuela who tend to be the wealthier um, folks that live in that country that want to get rid of him as well. So they tried installing this guy, Juan Guaido, and it didn't work out. Nobody accepted him, right. uh, even though it was the U.S. installed him as president, even though he didn't win any elections or anything. They rejected him completely. He did this thing that was kind of funny where he tried to, like, he acted like he got tossed out of the the state house down there and was being prevented from getting back in. So he did this like daring, like dive over the fence thing, but what? somebody else was filming it and they're like, nobody was trying to stop him. He was like, <laughs> really, yeah, it was, it was stupid. I missed that. So if you, he was at the, the Juan Guaido was at the, um, the state of the union address. He is, I've heard a lot of people comment on it, but he really looks like he's a clone, like a Venezuelan clone of Obama. And he even came here to go to all the same kind of schools and programs that Obama did, which is the CIA, obviously, grooming somebody to be their guy in Venezuela. Huh. But the point is, they want they want Nicolas Maduro out. So they are now accusing him of trafficking cocaine to the U.S. And this is exactly the kind of thing you can expect going forward with this crisis, where now that everybody's distracted with one thing, we can do all this other stuff. Like when yeah. we were, we were yeah. getting into trouble with Iran just the other day. And it's like, why, why are we doing this right now when everybody's sick? Allegedly. 
I don't know. Whatever. Doing they're up to nefarious tasks. Uh, Joe Biden claimed yesterday that he was a professor at one point at the University of Pennsylvania in a speech, uh, saying that after he left the Senate, he went to the University of Pennsylvania and became a teacher there. And it was later clarified that he was an honorary professor, which was a title given by the university, and that he yeah. taught no classes or had oh. and had no students. Why would he? S- and say that he was it, he was paid nine hundred thousand dollars for the the position even though he had no tasks and there was a piece what? written in pennsylvania wondering why he was being paid all this money i will tell you exactly why joe biden was being paid by the university of pennsylvania nine hundred thousand dollars this was a kickback because joe biden is the, was the architect behind making sure that you could not disperse or could not uh, dissolve student loan debt through bankruptcy it's impossible oh, now. That, yeah, oh, he really? was he was one of he the architects of that. of that. Yeah. He wanted to make sure that students could never get out of their debt, their student loan debt. So then you have a giant university turning around and paying him $900,000 on the back end. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's it's for, a, it's for school. It's the way that payoffs work in politics is that you do something now and then oh, we're going to hire you for $300,000 to come speak at our company after you are done with public service. So Wow. And also, this is not the first time that Joe Biden has uh, lied about his uh, accomplishments. Uh, if you look up any videos of him uh, and why he left his campaign in the 80s, it's because he was directly uh, copying people's speeches. He was lying about his what? accomplishments. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, was he able to blame that on other people? No, he just he quit the campaign. He was oh. he, he was eliminated because he was lying about so much stuff. He's a big liar. Nobody remembers that. Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe if if there's uh, maybe I'll try and grab the uh, the audio clip. But yeah, it's it's uh, what's his name? Dan Rather. Not even like some yeah. Joe Schmo. It's Dan Rather. So he's Joe Biden. The clip is Joe Biden saying all the things that he was. He was like top in his his school of lawyers. He was, you know, honorary this and that. And then it's yeah. immediately followed by a, a clip of Dan Rather saying he was not. Even he wasn't, he was like in the bottom 10% of his class. He was not an, an honor student. He was, I'll get the clip. Get it tomorrow. Wow. I'm going to write it down. That's a lie. He's a liar. Daily Double. Uh, two poll workers tested positive in Florida for COVID. Two poll workers working the Democratic primary election in Florida. Yeah. Uh, this is after a lot of people were begging Tom Perez and the DNC to cancel in-person elections in several of the primary states, but they insisted that they have to have the uh, elections. And now a lot of people have been exposed. There, I was, we talked about it on the show that there yeah. were people waiting in crowded rooms with tons of people with no ability to social distance because you're, you're sitting in a chair right next to somebody else. That was the only way you right, can vote. Right. And so now uh, they advised anybody who voted at those um, primary locations should immediately seek medical attention. Great. So thanks a lot, guys. Good job, Tom Perez. Good job. They're killing off the people that are supposed to vote for them in November. Whatever. They don't care. We got some phone calls. All right. Excited Excited for these phone calls. I'm hoping that this getting an uplifting turn. If somebody wants to call us, they, bum me out. they can give us a call. <laughs> Our phone number is... All right, so first up, we right. have... 
Dahlia called in with a okay. follow-up on some stories that we talked about the other day. Oh, nice. Hey, guys. It's Dahls. Um, Adi, I think you might be right about right. 2023 being the year we're not supposed to look out the window. As soon as I got off the voicemail with you guys, I was like, maybe it was 2020. But I was like, I don't want to just be so conveniently, oh, yes, it's this year, it's next year, it's, you know. But you might be right about that. It might be um, a pending doom, um, actually. And I did also want to follow up on my favorite snack food, veggie straws, maybe, and tying it into a story that I think your brother called about, maybe the guy who was hoarding tomato paste was trying to make his own veggie straw snacks. Anyway, I love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. That's a good theory. I like that. That is great. Excellent theory. <laughs> Um, we got a call that I uh, edited down from Ophi. So okay. here's call number one. Hello, this is Ophi. Today I went for a walk with Papa when he was done with his working. Me and Papa are taking turns with his game. It's called a race game called Mario Kart. Mario Kart. They just got a switch. My room is... Now we're looking different. Mama made a canopy. Bye. She did. They've been working for quite a while on making a canopy over her bed. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, It's because uh, Denver is notorious for tons of mosquitoes and uh, malaria. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She actually called back and uh, she had a second message, which was important enough that I am choosing to play it. I have, this is Ophelia, and I have one more thing to say. I listen to the show. What do you think of the show? I think that I like it. What's your favorite part? (laughs) My favorite part is the part where I speak. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like any of the songs in particular? Yes. Which one's your favorite one? Um, I know which one you, you like on the regular show. Extra sugar, extra salt, extra oil, Emily Ski. Shut up, Fanny. You know my love is sweet. Ah. Bye. That is a good song. Yeah. Um, we do. We did receive um, actually two calls from another caller. Okay. Who has their own theme song. Oh. Uh, this first call is a follow-up to me remembering yesterday that she had a Waffle House story. And it was a disaster. Oh, yeah. So here's her Waffle House story. Yes. Hi, this is Mama. I am calling about the infamous Waffle House. Um, Yeah, it must have been in like the early 1980s that uh, Papa and I decided to sneak out for a little bite to eat while you guys were, who knows what you were doing. Anyway, um, 
So we went to that Waffle House in Thornton, and I'd never been to a Waffle House before, but I remember walking in and immediately thinking, oh, this is depressing, because it was almost like, um, I don't know if it had actually had a concrete floor and those plastic benches and tables, but that's what it felt like, like no decoration that I can recall in there. And uh, the waitress came up and Papa said, oh, I'd like to try your lemon meringue pie. And I think I was tempted to order waffles since I figured that was their signature dish. But I glanced over and saw the waffles and they looked terrible. So I don't even know if I ordered anything. But but anyway, um, so it was kind of a rowdy place. Like there were biker-type people in there and kind of loud and obnoxious people. And our food finally came, and uh, I don't know if I ate whatever I ordered, but your papa took, like, one bite, and then he said, I'm getting a box. We're taking this home. So we, we left, <clears throat> and uh, the anyway, we took we, – we went back home, took the pie home with us, and he gave it to the kids to eat, and I remember they would not even eat it because it had ashes on it and it tasted like cigarettes. <laughs> so that's our Waffle House story. But I think our Brahm was the one that kept telling me Waffle Houses are really good in the South. So who knows? You know, Chick-fil-A and Waffle Houses are really two big things in some of the southern states. But here in Colorado, apparently, they're not up to par. Okay, bye. Yeah, Chick- we had Chick-fil-A in Hicksville, and I was like, this is not... Were you there, or did I eat it by myself? I think you ate it by yourself. I you told me about it. Not, uh, I didn't enjoy it very much. Yeah, it was like just a big, wet hunk of yeah. chicken. I don't know. I didn't like it. And Waffle House, again, Abram was talking about Waffle House in Atlanta, which I'm sure is a different you... experience than Waffle House in Thornton, I mean, Colorado. Does, does he like the ash taste? Um, he probably didn't even notice. His, as long as there's <laughs> a lot of food, he probably was happy. That's a great story. Um, so she also had a follow-up call. We were talking about the Library of Congress and their recent inductions of oh, yeah. village people and Tina Turner. And she had a different memory to share. Hi, it's me again, Mama. Um, I wanted to comment on another segment of this show about the um, induction into the the record library hall of fame or whatever that whatever it was that alan sherman record i remember i must have been 10 years old and my if it was in 1962 i was like nine or ten um my parents bought their first stereo and it was one of those huge console stereos that was like as long as a piano and you know stuck out quite a bit wider than a piano and it had like a section at each end that you could um, put your records in just to hold them upright in the proper position and then the stereo was in the middle and huge speakers on the side so it was a whole built-in wooden cabinet kind of thing Um, but since they bought this expensive stereo they had to buy some records so they went out and bought two records and they bought only two. Chopin Waltzes was one of the records, and the other record they bought, which was their comedy record, was Alan Sherman. And that song on there, as a 10-year-old, 
I loved it. I, it wasn't a song. Well, yeah, it was kind of a song, but it was more of a comedy sketch. And to this day, I can sing that whole thing to you start to finish because I memorized it. I thought it was hilarious to my 10-year-old mind. It was great. Pretty good. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so they, uh, based on other stories I have gleaned that uh, they would listen to the classical records and they would have, when my grandpa got home from whatever, from work, he would drive home and then uh, they would have classical record hour type thing where the kids were not allowed in the room and they would have a martini, no, Manhattans, Manhattans. They would have a couple Manhattans each before dinner. So they were, they were living right. <laughs> yeah. Daily Double. Uh, so Miguel was in, my brother Miguel was in the the Denver Post yesterday. What? Pictured uh, playing a ukulele and his hair's uh. all greased back and he's reading Dune. So, Wait, is that what he, really? Yeah, he's reading Dune. So this is, good job, Miguel. This is again. amazing. Ultimate quarantine hipster. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Wow. It's, it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. Anyway, yeah. He said he was playing some kind of uh, metal song on the ukulele. I can't remember who it what? was. Well, because he, he play, I know he plays a lot that's of misfits amazing. on the ukulele. So anyway. Um. I want to talk about this Dr. Phil tweet that we were just looking at. Okay. Dr. Phil tweeted out a photo I already forgot it. of himself and his wife. Oh, yeah. And he's chopping vegetables. And the, the quote on the, the photo of the tweet is, big knife, small wife. Big knife, yeah, small it's, wife. It's, it's a pretty funny, it's it's unintentionally Exclamation funny. Exclamation points. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one thing that I've always noticed in people tweeting at celebrities tweeting themselves out is that they have a lot of crap, like crap meaning they don't know good stuff. Like the knife he's holding, you can tell is not a good knife. You can tell it's just a piece of junk that is fancy in some way, but it's not actually a good knife. And... For example, I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger doing his clothing shopping, and it was a photo of him at Walmart, of all places. He's just like us. Well, that's what, isn't that what that's no, but supposed to portray? There's, there's other occasions where um, you'll see celebrities uh, in a, their, uh, their house, showing off their house. Yeah. And you can just tell that the furnishings are just, like, not nice. They're just poor. They look nice, but they're not actually nice. So I don't know what it is about celebrities. They've got more uh, money than common sense, I guess, when it comes to actually purchasing good things. Uh, different different backgrounds and things yeah. that they know about and are yeah. interested in. I and... guess also, like, how often do you think Dr. Phil is actually cooking? I don't know. Do you think right. he probably cooks I don't every know. day? I don't know. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't know. What were they eating in that photo? Pizza? No, they were making, like, bell peppers. It looked like maybe a big salad. I don't know. She was eating something. He, I think it was a threat. I think the police need to go check <laughs> on his wife. <laughs> Wellness check. <laughs> Are you loving all the Instagram streaming that's going on? Oh, um, I mean, not all of like, it. You were watching, like, five different streams today. Today? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, not just today. Like, well, just in general. You're enjoying, you're enjoying that all these, these things that usually you, you get invitations to but can't go to. You oh, can actually yeah. just watch them stream now. Like bar trivia. Yeah, well, the bar trivia yeah. was fun until it kind of broke, but... It was fun. Um, and then there was another show there was, that usually takes place at a bar. 
that I can't go to because I work that night every week, or I was until the bar closed. Um, <laughs> and then now they're doing it on YouTube. So uh, yeah, I've, that, I appreciate that. It's been good. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, I'm, I, I I'm a, enjoying it that you are able to see all these things that you really care about. Yeah, even I went to that, a workshop and like sketching. That was nice. Yeah, and tomorrow you're going to. Um, I'm doing a webinar on hey, accessibility. I'm quarantined or no, whatever. I'm not going to that. Not going to that. Not only did I miss it, but I was not planning on attending. Well, we can make maybe one I would have. Who knows? Yeah, we should. There you go. We'll get some hay straws. No, no, not about that. Oh, Just okay. like some other topic area. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll Daily it double. Uh, I made more empanadas. I used up. So I made that that batch of dough I made. I thought was big, and then yesterday, uh, I was. I thought I had used up almost all the dough, and I hadn't. There were two more quarts hiding in the back of the fridge. Wow. So I made more empanadas because I had more filling for stuff. And that's why I was shopping for guava paste, and I got guava paste, and I got ricotta cheese, which Ooh. is not the right kind of cheese for that pastry. It's supposed to be like the... What yeah. is that cheese called? That's Whatever that Spanish is. Spanish food yeah, cheese. Yeah, I know, I I know, know what, what you mean. Yeah, the, the bland one. But I feel like your ancestors would forgive me. delicious one. I feel like your ancestors would forgive me because this was $2 cheaper than that other cheese, the ricotta was. <laughs> so um, they would probably understand. Um, I also... Uh, they would. Uh, Tamara, I have a surprise food for you. Um, I'm very what? excited. Really? It's something that we already have, but you can talk about it tomorrow. Okay. So. Hobo stew. Hobo stew. It's not hobo stew. <laughs> something else. It's <laughs> yes, a it surprise is. for tomorrow that I'm very excited to make for you. <laughs> okay. Although now we have like way too much food and we need to actually just sit down and eat it all because I've been cooking I'm like every day. Eat. So ready to eat. We have clam chowder for dinner. So get ready. Um, last topic. Uh, I was thinking about trying to figure out how to increase the number of people that listen to this show. And I've decided that uh, coronavirus has an excellent distribution model. So if everyone <laughs> can just force 2.16 people to listen to this show... We'll be, okay, so you want listeners. We'll have more listeners than there are people within a year. <laughs> I don't know about this, but I, I didn't really, we, we, we want listeners. Like, do, do we care? I don't really care, but I, I, I was just uh, envious of coronavirus's yeah, uh, distribution model. Yeah, makes it look so easy. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Oh. That's it. We're done. Bye. Dun, dun, dun.